Welcome to Bariatric Business Accelerator, the go-to podcast for busy weight loss practitioners and their teams who want to simplify and systematize and grow their new or established weight loss practice. I'm your host, Carol Clark. And if you ever are looking at your OR schedule or perhaps your new consult schedule and you are just frustrated because you're thinking, you know, we've been doing a lot of marketing, I've seen a lot of leads come in, and yet my schedule isn't reflecting that. What's happening to all the new leads coming in? And uh, I hear this actually, it's not uncommon. I'm not having any judgment. Every practice has experienced this just about. And it's one of those things that can be fixed. And you know, I'm referred to oftentimes as a systems and numbers girl. I believe in that and um, it's something where anytime something's going on, I know in our practice, I always look at what the system is with the team and oftentimes now my team comes to me and we'll be starting something new or we'll be changing a practice and one of the first things they say to me is here's the system we've created in order to make sure it flows smoothly and it's just second nature and it really does help eliminate chaos and it also helps you as the business owner or as the administrator or as the physician not have to create all the systems yourself your team becomes very used to doing it on their own and then you can just help them make tweaks uh, if things need to be tweaked so your system for how you follow with all new leads that come into your practice is really important and for me there are seven steps that are really important to success the first thing is to make sure that you have a team or team member, team member or team members who are responsible for overseeing this. And it depends on your practice. I've seen it set up numerous ways that work. Sometimes people will charge this with even their receptionist, if that's the case, or it could be your bariatric program coordinator in your practice, or it could be whoever is following up um, on leads. I've even seen in very small practices, the office manager doing this, or delegating it to somebody on the team, even a, a clinician who's seeing patients in the back, whether it's a medical assistant, that sort of thing is what I'm referring to. So first of all, you need to have somebody who takes ownership for it. Having ownership helps them get more creative, helps them track what's working, what's not working, helps them be able to explain why you may have gaps in your schedule uh, and why there may be gaps in the OR schedule. Uh, so there are things that we wanna make sure one person has responsible for explaining and for implementing. So that's the first step. The second step is to really re remember that speed is of the essence. I work with a lot of practices that are in very competitive bariatric surgery markets or weight loss markets, very competitive. And speed is your friend. These patients are looking to more than one practice. They are shopping around to see what's available. There are some who know exactly the surgeon that they want or they know the exact program that they want. That's another whole part of marketing to make sure people can differentiate you from others. But they are shopping around. And so your team needs to have speed of the essence and that speed of follow-up. And so we need to make sure that uh, you're responding to inquiries very quickly and it demonstrates your attentiveness to what their needs are. And it also shows them that you're showing up. Um, so within 24 hours or sooner is actually ideal. 
And if you're one of those practices that does follow up quite quickly, oftentimes you can hear this when someone calls your practice. It might be like, I've called thus and such practice and no one's gotten back to me and it's been a week. Thank you so much for returning my call or thank you so much for reaching out to me via text or email or however you're communicating. So time is of the essence, speed is your friend. So that's step number two. The third step is to be sure whenever you're communicating with your prospective patients that you personalize your communication. Uh, I've been fortunate and I work with a lot of practices that have some really fun personalities in the practice. Uh, and I, I mean that in a fun but professional way. And so they they develop a connection very quickly by personalizing their communication with the people that they are communicating with, making sure that they are prompt, as we mentioned, and that even if you're using an automated bot on your website or automated email sequence or automated automated um, response in your uh, your chat or your text messaging. We want to make sure that you can quickly follow up with something that's even more personalized once you get to know them. Uh, so that's really important. The fourth thing is to diversify your communication channels. Everyone has a different way of how they like to communicate. Who would have thought, I mean, I've been in this area for two decades, over two decades actually, who would have thought that text would become so important to people? So whether it's messaging on social media, whether it's messaging on your website, whether it's text uh, or email, or there's a lot of patients who like a good old phone call, uh, just making sure you have the right number, knowing what their communication preferences are and being able to communicate in that way is really important. So we wanna make sure you have more than one communication method because everybody's a little bit different. Although I do find across the board pretty much that text is the most popular nowadays. Uh, so that's another important thing and emails are great way to be nurturing people too. So uh, that's the fourth um, step in this whole process. The fifth one is to establish a uh, consistent follow-up schedule and stick to it. So regularly touching base with people that are sort of in your pipeline, so to speak. These are individuals who we care about greatly, but we're using the word pipeline sort of loosely, but it's kind of where people are in terms of getting from a lead and onto your schedule and an established patient. Uh, you want to make sure you're touching base, you're answering their questions, you're providing them with, them with helpful information. You have, uh, if you've been doing my content, Authority Marketing, like we're doing in membership this whole month, you've got some videos out there, some blogs, things that you can be sending them to help them get to know you even more, to help them uh, learn about your team, to see, to answer questions uh, and be real specific about that. So you want to make sure that you're offering that guidance and you have a regular follow-up. So for some practices, they uh, have a list of all their leads. Hopefully it's in what we're going to get to next, which is your system for tracking that. Um, but they'll have someone who reaches out to people on a regular basis. It might be weekly, depending upon your workload. It might be every other week. It might be more frequently. It depends on um, what's going on in your pipeline. So we want to make sure you're just consistent. So somebody's looking that on a, at looking at that on a regular basis and reaching out to these people. And then, of course, cleaning up your list if, if they really want to come off. But there's, it's great to leave them on and be nurturing them with your emails that you're sending, hopefully weekly um, or at least monthly, but hopefully more frequently than that. Uh, the sixth step is to automate whenever possible. This really makes your life so much easier, the life of your team easier. And using a software system or a customer relationship management system that interacts directly with your EMR is really helpful. And being able to see where people are in the pipeline in a glance 
events is really helpful. If you need suggestions for software for that, reach out to me. There are some fabulous ones I have used personally, many of them, uh, either in our practice or in other practices that I work with. So there's different options. And there are a number of them that can actually uh, integrate very seamlessly with your EMR, which is also great. And we want to make sure it's HIPAA compliant. We want to make sure all the communication with the patient is in one location. Uh, so it just makes it easier no matter who on your team is having a conversation with them, you can know where they are in the process and be able to communicate with them properly. So that is the sixth step is to automate whenever you can. And then the seventh step is to monitor your metrics. It Make sure that you know at a glance where your all your patients are in your pipeline, um, the number of patients at each stage. So are they a new lead and where did they come from? What is your lead source? What is your referral source? And then where are they in the system? Are they someone who is uh, scheduled for a consult? Have they attended their consult? How, where are they if they're a bariatric surgery patient? What sort of procedure are they doing? What are their insurance requirements if applicable? for getting from their consult to surgery, making sure that you're tracking that each month, that there's an easy way to follow that. And there are software systems, like I mentioned, that make it so easy for you and your team. If you use a spreadsheet, oftentimes bariatric surgery uh, clinics that have, or practices that have, you know, less than 150, 200 patients, oftentimes we'll keep it on a um, spreadsheet. There's ways to automate that as well. But really, once you get to more than that, in terms of your caseload, it really needs to be in more of a uh, software system. It's a game changer and it's very awesome and it saves a lot of time for your team. So those are the seven steps for how to effectively nurture your potential patients' uh, leads from initial inquiry all the way down into becoming an established patient. Throughout that, we wanna make sure that uh, the part of the nurturing process is your team reaching out to them, and then also making sure that they're on your email list. So whether you send an email out, um, a newsletter once a month, or however often you're emailing your um, patients, you wanna make sure that they are on that list so that you are in front of them. Because what happens is when they're ready to make that decision, they're ready to move forward with a program or with surgery, Oftentimes, who they've been communicating with the most and who is in front of them, who's in front of them, whether it's a text or an email or a blog that they read or whoever's in front of them is typically the person that they're going to work with. Uh, so we want to make sure that you are that practice. You are the one in front of them. So these are my seven steps, and I hope you enjoy them. If you're not a member of Bariatric Business Accelerator, the membership program, it's so cost effective. We meet monthly. There are so many resources uh, from social media to weekly e-newsletters that you can kind of just use, customize, and deploy. We have tons of recipes. I do weekly trainings there every single week, and they stay in there. You can have access to them. We focus on the six systems that need to be at play uh, for your successful practice. So much going on there, and I love it. And I love especially our one-on-one -on -one meetings. So check that out, BarricadeBusinessAccelerator.com. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. It helps to get the word out. If there's someone out there, that another practitioner that you think this would benefit, uh, let them know. And in the meantime, I'm grateful that you are here and that you are following the podcast and listening. And if there's any topics you also want me to cover, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Uh, and I can't wait to uh, get to know you better. So in the meantime, take care.